Welcome to the Yesteryear Chronicles. Today we'll explore some remarkable events from April 17th throughout history. I'm your host, Adrian. And I'm Becca. It's great to have you with us as we journey through time. Just a friendly reminder, time may be a great healer, but it's a terrible beautician. Now, let's delve into some headlines from history. On this day in 1521, the Diet of Worms began. Emperor Charles V summoned Martin Luther, a German professor of theology, to answer for his criticisms of the Catholic Church. This event was a pivotal moment in history, as it ultimately led to the formalization of the Protestant Reformation. It's incredible to think how one man's convictions could shake the foundations of such a powerful institution. Moving on to a more somber note, on this day in 1790, the renowned statesman, scientist, and inventor Benjamin Franklin passed away. His contributions to American history are immeasurable, from his role in drafting the Declaration of Independence to his many discoveries and inventions, such as the lightning rod and bifocal glasses. That's very true. He was a man of many talents. Now, on a lighter note, let's talk about the Ford Mustang. This iconic car made its debut at the World's Fair on April 17, 1964. It was designed to be affordable, sporty, and stylish. The Mustang quickly became a symbol of American automotive ingenuity, capturing the hearts of millions and remaining popular to this day. I've always loved the classic Mustang. It's such a beautiful car. Moving on to a less pleasant subject, today also marks the anniversary of the conviction of Sirhan Sirhan in 1969. He was found guilty of assassinating Senator Robert F. Kennedy the previous year, a tragic event that shocked the nation. Sirhan, a troubled individual with a history of violence, was sentenced to life in prison. In a recent development, he was denied parole in his 17th parole suitability hearing, ensuring he remains incarcerated for the foreseeable future. A sobering reminder of the fragility of life and the impact of political violence. Lastly, let's discuss the kidnapping of journalist John McCarthy on this day in 1986. While on assignment in Lebanon, McCarthy was abducted by Islamic Jihad, a militant group. He would be held captive for over five years before finally being released in 1991 as part of a series of hostage negotiations. It's unimaginable what he must have gone through during those years. His story serves as a reminder of the dangers that journalists can face while covering stories in volatile regions. Now let's dive into our first deep dive. On April 17, 1895, the Treaty of Shimonoseki was signed, ending the First Sino-Japanese War. This conflict was fought primarily over control of Korea, which at the time was a tributary state of China. The war saw Japan's modernized military forces decisively defeat China's larger but outdated army and navy. This treaty marked a significant shift in the balance of power in East Asia, with Japan emerging as a dominant force. It's fascinating how this one event had such a major impact. How did this treaty change China's standing in the region? That's an excellent question. The Treaty of Shimonoseki forced China to cede territory, including Taiwan and the Liaodong Peninsula, and pay a large indemnity to Japan. Furthermore, Korea was declared independent, which ultimately allowed Japan to exert greater influence over the Korean Peninsula. This marked the beginning of China's century of humiliation, a period of decline and in foreign intervention that would last until the mid-20th century. As a consequence of the treaty, the Western powers began to take advantage of China's weakened state. The British, French, Germans, and Russians all vied for influence, each carving out their own spheres and securing further concessions from the beleaguered Chinese government. 
So what long-term effects did the Treaty of Shimonoseki have on the relationship between China and Japan? The treaty had a lasting impact on the relationship between the two countries. The humiliation of losing territory and being forced to pay a huge indemnity fueled Chinese nationalism and resentment towards Japan. The legacy of this animosity can still be felt today in the ongoing territorial disputes and diplomatic tensions between China and Japan. In Japan, the victory and subsequent gains in territory and prestige further solidified the country's position as a rising power in the region. The success of Japan's modernization efforts served as a model for other Asian nations looking to break free from Western dominance. The Treaty of Shimonoseki laid the groundwork for Japan's eventual expansionist policies that would lead to further conflicts in the early 20th century, culminating in World War II. Now for our second deep dive. Let's discuss the Bay of Pigs invasion. On April 17, 1961, CIA-backed Cuban exiles attempted to overthrow Fidel Castro's government. The invasion was planned and financed by the United States government, which saw Castro's communist regime as a threat to its interests in the region. The force of exiles, known as Brigade 2506, landed on the southern coast of Cuba at the Bay of Pigs, hoping to spark a popular uprising against Castro. However, the invasion was a disaster ultimately strengthening Castro's position in Cuba. That's fascinating. What factors contributed to the failure of the invasion? Several factors played a role in the operation's failure. First, the element of surprise was lost when the Cuban government discovered the plan in advance. Additionally, the CIA underestimated the strength of Castro's military forces and overestimated the level of popular support for the exiles. The invaders also faced logistical challenges, as the rough terrain and limited air support hampered their movements. Finally, the U.S. government, under President John F. Kennedy, hesitated to provide the necessary air and naval support, fearing that their involvement would become too overt and provoke a broader conflict with the Soviet Union. So what lessons can we draw from the Bay of Pigs operation? The Bay of Pigs serves as a cautionary tale about the consequences of poorly planned covert operations. It highlighted the risks and complexities of foreign intervention, a lesson still relevant today. The failed invasion also had significant political repercussions, both domestically and internationally. For one, it deepened the mistrust between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, which would ultimately lead to the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. How did the invasion affect U.S.-Cuban relations in the years that followed? The Bay of Pigs invasion further strained U.S.-Cuban relations, which had already been tense due to Castro's nationalization of American-owned assets in Cuba and his alignment with the Soviet Union. In the aftermath of the invasion, the U.S. government implemented a trade embargo against Cuba, which remains in place to this day. The invasion also bolstered Castro's image as a defender of Cuban sovereignty and further solidified his grip on power, ensuring that he would remain a thorn in the side of U.S. foreign policy for decades to come. In our pop culture segment, let's start with the debut of Daffy Duck. On April 17, 1937, the iconic character made his first appearance in the animated short film Porky's Duck Hunt. Daffy was created as a foil for the already popular Porky Pig and soon became a fan favorite with his zany antics and irreverent humor. That's right. Daffy really changed the game for animated characters at the time, adding a new layer of comedy and unpredictability. Moving on to another icon in the entertainment world, happy birthday to rapper and actor Redman, born on this day in 1970. 
Redman, also known as Reginald Noble, gained fame in the 90s as part of the Def Jam roster, and his collaborations with Method Man are legendary. Absolutely. Redman's impact on the hip-hop scene is undeniable, and he's continued to influence artists throughout the years. Now, let's talk about the premiere of the hit television series Game of Thrones. The show first aired on HBO on April 17, 2011, and would go on to captivate audiences worldwide. Based on George R.R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire novels, the series became a cultural phenomenon that lasted for eight seasons. It's hard to believe it's been that long since we were first introduced to the world of Westeros. I remember how quickly I got hooked on the intricate plot lines and complex characters. Do you have a favorite moment from the series, Adrian? That's a tough question, as there are so many memorable scenes. However, I must say that the Battle of the Bastards was a truly epic and unforgettable episode. How about you, Becca? Oh, definitely the iconic Red Wedding episode. It was such a shocking and unexpected twist. And I think it really demonstrated the show's ability to keep viewers on their toes. Game of Thrones has had a lasting impact on television, raising the bar for production value and storytelling in the medium. It's interesting to see how other shows have tried to replicate its success. Indeed, it set a new standard for the industry, and its influence will likely be felt for years to come. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Yesteryear Chronicles. We hope you've enjoyed our exploration of the events that occurred on this day in history. From the Diet of Worms to the Bay of Pigs invasion, it's been quite a journey. And let's not forget the birth of Daffy Duck and the debut of the Ford Mustang. Worms, pigs, ducks, and mustangs. We're more farm than podcast. Thank you for joining us on this leg of our saga through time. See you tomorrow for more Chronicles of Yesteryear. <laughs>